Hello and welcome to the Chelsea News Podcast with me, your host Jack. In today's episode, I will be talking about my predictions for the league and the Champions League this year. With no further ado, I'm going to be starting on the Premier League. First and foremost, I think that Manchester City obviously will win the Premier League. I think they've strengthened a load. Yeah, they've got rid of some of the kind of depth players, the backups that were kind of looking to leave, the Raheem Sterlings, the Zinchenkos, the Gabriel Jesus, players like him. I think despite getting rid of them, they've strengthened, they've brought in Julian Alvarez, they've got in Erling Haaland, they've got that, who was the left back? Was it Renan Lodi? I think they've got him as their left back after they missed out on Marco Gorella, obviously to Chelsea. And I think they're they're just too good for the rest of the pack. I think they're the best team probably in the world right now. And I think that with their strength, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be catching up to them. I think they're really going to push all the way for it. And I think we we don't have a chance. I think Erling Haaland's going to hit probably 40 goals this year. With him linking up with Kevin De Bruyne, I think that will be an outstanding kind of partnership. I think the Premier League won't be able to handle it. I think I think the whole City team is just going to be absolutely amazing. I, there's no stopping them, is there? Guardiola's created absolute beasts. It's going to be three Premier Leagues in a row now. Oh, so, something like that. And it's, it's absolutely unreal. Man City have got an amazing team and I think they'll I think they'll have a good chance in Europe I'll talk about that in a second though second in the Premier League I'm only really going to be doing down to about 10th maybe and second in the Premier League I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Chelsea I think this might come as a bit of a left field shout and I think everyone will scream bias due to the fact that I am a Chelsea fan. But I think that Chelsea have a really good chance in terms of it. I think the Chelsea squad are a year older now, getting in like getting in older, more quality players, like of Marco Gorella, Caldu Koulibaly, Raheem Sterling, players like them. They're really the players that can help you push towards the title. I think the Koulibaly this season will be absolutely superb. I think during his time at Napoli, I think that he, I think at certain points he was better than Virgil van Dijk at his best. I think van Dijk slightly overhyped in terms of what he did. I don't think he was like consistently as good as van Dijk, but I think that Chelsea, I think will go second in the Premier League. I think there'll be a little bit of a gap between Chelsea and City. I think maybe I think 10 points, that's reasonable. And I think Chelsea will be closely followed by, in third place, Liverpool. I think Liverpool will do... I think they'll have a solid season. I think they'll finish somewhere in the 70s mark. So, like, 72-ish. I think perhaps City go on, say, 85 points. Chelsea are on 75 Liverpool got 72. I think the loss of Mane is a big one for them. He was like 
their most important player at the rear end of last season. I think he kind of single-handedly kind of kept them pushing on all fronts uh, for Liverpool since Salah was only really going at the start of last season. And I think he just does it every year. He He's absolutely on flames at the start of every year. And I think, I think he'll kind of... I think Salah will be a bit more consistent throughout the season, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think Liverpool will get 72 points, three points behind Chelsea. And I think in fourth place, it will end up being Tottenham. I think there'll be a little bit of a gap. I think everyone over-talks about the kind of Conte effect. Conte is an amazing manager, and he was absolutely outstanding at Chelsea. He got a meh squad to win the Premier League, but I don't think that he'll be able to do that at Tottenham. I don't think he'll even be able to challenge for, say, top three. I think he'll end up leaving. I don't think he's got a good enough squad. Everyone talks about the signings they've made, or players they've got. I think they've got two good players. I think those two good players, they're very good players. They're two of the best in the Premier League, if not the two best, maybe. You can you could argue you could argue a case there. But I don't think that those two players alone will be able to carry them. I think Romero had a very good season last year. I don't know if he'll be able to replicate that under, under Antonio Conte this year. Obviously Chelsea are playing them this afternoon, so we'll see. But I don't think they'll have it. I think Conte will leave. I don't think he'll have a very good start. I think I think he'll leave in about February and then Tottenham will trail off. I think he'll probably go somewhere else. It, I could see him possibly even picking up, say, the Real Madrid job. So I think Carlo Ancelotti might be out of a job there come February time. And I think he won't do amazingly in the start. I think there's just a, a gap in the kind of level of squad. If you look at it, man for man, Chelsea are a better team. Liverpool are a better team. City are a better team. I think man for man. You look at the signings they've made. They've made Perisic. They've made uh, they've made Basuma. They've made Richarlison. They're not really outstanding signings. They're they're almost kind of I would say the level of say a team like West Ham, like those kind of signings. And like Richarlison, I I don't like him as a player. I think. I don't think he's that high of a quality. I think sixty million was a massive overpay for him. I think he's maybe a twenty-five million player. I think Everton really got their money's worth out of him. I don't think he'll be that good. I think probably either Kane or Son. Most likely Kane will get injured. I think Son will have a good season, but it won't be enough. I think Kulusevski. I rate Kulusevski. He'll have a good year, but. If you look at the rest of the squad, I don't see any players in there other than Kane and Son and possibly Romero that I really rate and I think really could get into, say, the Chelsea team. Because like, I rate Kulusevski. Like, I think he's a really good player and I think he has the ability to develop into probably one of Europe's best. But I, d I don't think quite yet he's even at the kind of level of a Hakim Ziyech or a Christian Pulisic yet if I'm being quite honest I know he's been good at Tottenham and I know he's been good as kind of that kind of system player 
under Antonio Conte, but I think the level of ability that Hakim Ziyech has or Christian Pulisic has, I don't think it's truly been tapped into yet at Chelsea, but I think the level of ability and how good they can be, I don't think I don't think if Kulusevski was in this Chelsea squad, he would necessarily be starting every game and I don't necessarily think he would I don't necessarily think he'd get into the Chelsea squad like full definite as he is in that Tottenham team. I would say they'll be on about 68 points. That's fair. That's a decent points total. I can't remember if it's more or less than what they got last year. But I think that's not a bad points tally for Tottenham. I, I don't think... I don't think Tottenham will push very far in the Premier League this year. I think they might get a Carabao Cup. I think... I think there's a chance of them getting the Carabao Cup if City don't just hoover it back up again, but I don't know, I just don't see Tottenham being as good as everyone thinks they will be. I think it will tail off. I think last season it was more of the new manager bounce and Son just being absolutely outstanding with Kane last year. And I I don't know. I'll see how many points Tottenham got last year. Um I don't know. I, th- I don't think that they... I think they'll get 68 points, somewhere around that, finish fourth. This Champions League football again, it's not bad for them. And I think, yet again, I think Arsenal will be behind them. I think there'll be a point in it. I think Arsenal will be on 67 points. And I think Arsenal will have a good year this year. I think their new players are still kind of trying to step it up. And I don't, to be honest, I don't know if Arteta's the man to take him into the Champions League kind of spots. I think they've made good signings. I, Fabio Vieira would be interesting to see how he does. Um, I think Arsenal, I don't know, Gabriel Jesus, he's looked really, really good in pre-season they won 6-0 at Sevilla. They were, they've been really, really good at, in pre-season. And it's just about whether or not they can take that into the Premier League. Kind of as well as everyone hopes they can do. I like the Arsenal squad. I don't want to like it as a Chelsea fan. But the Arsenal squad, it's young. They're all talented players. They're all good youth prospects. I really like Martin Odegaard. I really like Bakayo Saka and Martinelli. They've all got really, really good young players. And I think that's kind of almost what every... That's that's almost what Manchester United want to be aiming at right now. I think Arsenal, Arsenal are building to get into the top four. I think they might have a chance of getting to the top four. I think them and Tottenham are really, really close in my eyes. But I... I personally, I think Tottenham might just pip it yet again by one point this year. I think it could go either way, though. But I'm just saying Tottenham ahead, Arsenal just behind. Sorry. I think sixth, it'll be Manchester United. 
obviously they haven't had a good start to the season. And I think kind of almost Manchester United I think later on in the year I think they'll try to start to implement their playing style how they want to play uh, but I don't think it's there yet they lost 4-0 to Brentford and they got absolutely smacked they 2-1 to Brightford was it not Brightford Brighton they lost was it 2-1 to Brighton they lost 4-0 to Brentford first two game weeks home and away they've lost their first two game weeks they've been they've looked abysmal and I feel as though Eric Ten Hag he's a good manager I watched him a little bit when he was at Ajax I like Ajax as a team when he was in charge of them obviously he has I would probably say he had his team performing better than Manchester United performed certainly in the past three years and I think I think he kind of needs his own players in order to implement how he wants to play obviously of the high profile kind of fallout with striker Cristiano Ronaldo but I feel as though kind of the Glazers aren't backing him he wants to get his players in obviously he's got Lissandro Martinez in and he's got Tyrone Malassia. Um, he needs he needs midfielders more than anything. He's missed out on Frankie De Jong apparently. De Jong doesn't want to go to Manchester, and I feel as though that's kind of ruined him. They were said to be going in for Fabio Ruiz, but he's gone to PSG. There's all sorts of things like that, and it's almost. It's ruined their kind of summer, Frankie de Jong not going. Because I feel as though he would be the perfect kind of player for that Manchester United team. Because they've got such a dreadful midfield. Manchester United have got McTominay and Fred starting in midfield for them. And genuinely, I don't think that McTominay and Fred would start for any team in the top ten other than Manchester United. Genuinely, that is how poor I think... McTominay and Fred are, I think. Teams below them have better midfield. I think... I'd, I'd even go as far as to say... Like... People outside of the top ten might even have better midfields than them. I think perhaps... Even Everton, I think, might have a better midfield. I think I'd certainly take Alan over the likes of McTominay or Fred, either one. I think if you can't Anthony Gordon, I think he gets in over them. I don't, I don't rate either of them, and I think they're going to be a massive, massive kind of stumbling block for Manchester United if they can get some players in this summer in order to replace them. I think they can have a better year, or in January or whatever. But they just need to get rid of McTominay and Fred as a midfield partnership. I don't feel as though they are good enough to be starting for any team inside of the top 10 that's how poor they are and that's how that's going to be Manchester United's downfall I think Manchester United I think Lissandro Martinez I think he'll have a good year obviously he won't be very good in the air but I think he'll have a good year and I feel as though him and Varane if they can really click this year I know Varane was slightly shaky but if they can really really click and be a really good 
centre back partnership. Well, it depends where Mar uh, depends where Lissandro Martinez is playing. I know he can also play as like a a very deep kind of CDM to kind of spray the ball because I know that's what they do in Ajax. I know they have kind of in Dutch football they have a little bit different kind of tiki taka free free flowing football kind of inspired by Johan Cruyff. I know they have the centre-backs being able to go forward in terms of that and I know they're able to go forward and spray play and start playing kind of as though you would expect from a centre-defensive midfielder, kind of like a kind of like a centre-defensive midfielder I guess in English football so I guess he could play there potentially but I feel as though he will probably be playing at centre-back as I think Manchester United I don't want Harry Maguire starting for them and I think Manchester United have a lot of they've got a lot of good players and I think Manchester United for the amount they've spent and for the good players that they have I don't think they should be down here I think Manchester United probably they've got some of the best players probably in the league but I think Jaden Sancho I think I think probably Cristiano Ronaldo still. I think Marcus Rashford. I think none, none of them are being used correctly. And I think that's such a waste of their talent. I think Marcus Marcus Rashford, he hasn't been used properly since that injury. He just hasn't hit the same heights. I know Cristiano Ronaldo wants to leave because of everything going on at the club right now. I know that Jaden Sancho just hasn't been used right under previous managers. I know Ralph Ranić didn't really know how to use Marcus Rashford properly. And I think that kind of hindered him last season. I think hopefully he'll be able to kick on this season. But I'm honestly just not sure. I think Manchester United are really, really held back by certain positions. I think, I think last season it was kind of a struggle in terms of midfield and in terms of Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire, I think the only reason Sandro Martinez isn't playing in a different midfield, kind of holding midfield position or playing on left back or wherever, is because of Harry Maguire. He's the club captain and he shouldn't even be starting. Harry Maguire is so dreadful. His defending style is absolutely terrible. I think Manchester United haven't really played him how he wanted to. I think at Leicester, he was played a bit more shielded. I think he had a proper... Everyone expects him to be an out-and-out kind of defender. But I feel as though Harry Maguire... I don't think people appreciate it, but I think Harry Maguire kind of likes to have that kind of toughness next to him. At Leicester, it was Johnny Evans. And I think that's kind of the bedrock that he builds off. And then that defender acts as the, the more physical, the, the player that's better in terms of actual physical defending whereas Harry Maguire is used as a defender that can play the ball out and I think he acts better in terms of a back three but I don't think Manchester United are going to play that this season I think they're going to stick to a back four and do something along them lines and I think Harry Maguire shouldn't be starting if it's a back four I think it should be going from left to right Tyrone Malassia I think it should be Lissandro Martinez, Rafael Varane, and then Diego Dallo. Or, possibly, 
given a little bit of training in terms of actually how to cross a ball and how to attack. Um, I think possibly Aaron Wamasaka could play. I think he has the ability, he showed his ability acting like Crystal Palace under Roy Hodgson. Obviously there was a reason that Manchester United were willing to spend £50 million on him that summer. And I don't know, I feel as though if United can fix their problems and in some way or another, I think Manchester United could have a good season. I don't think this is going to be that season. I think possibly it will take a bit longer in order to actually find the players that they need to push on. I think this won't be their season. I think they'll finish sixth, probably with 60, 61 points and just being disappointing. If you're wondering why the points level are so low for everyone, or kind of, if you're wondering why Chelsea and Liverpool kind of in second are on such low points totals, I don't think the chasing pack behind Manchester City will be as good as they were last year. I know Chelsea, that's an improvement on their toys. Points total on 75. But I don't think everyone will be as close uh, to Manchester City as they were last year, with obviously Liverpool pushing them down to that final game. And I think... I think everyone kind of in the Premier League will have a bit of a lower points total. And I feel as though... Um, I feel as though Manchester United will also... I don't know. I don't, I don't think everyone will do as well. I think Manchester United will do all right. Obviously, that's more than what Manchester United got last year. They finished on, what was it, 57 points? No, 58 points last year. They had, a, they had zero goal difference over it all, which is really, really telling. I think Manchester United, they'll get 61 points I've put them down for. And I think that's that's fair. I don't think that's too much. I think Tottenham, I'm just looking at the Premier League table now. I think Manchester City are going to drop by eight points. Chelsea going up by one. Liverpool dropping considerably at 20 points less. I think. I think that's kind of... I don't know, I, I feel as though Liverpool won't have as good a season this year. I don't know why. I'm not influenced by what happened at uh, the Fulham game. But it just feels as though there's something missing from this Liverpool team. I know Darwin Nunes is looking like a good player at the moment. But I feel as though that will eventually come crashing down. I think Liverpool are going to be reliant upon Salah... Firmino and Jota or Diaz. I think it will be what used to be the old front three minus Mane. And I think that, yeah, I don't think I don't think there'll be as many points around the ball. But I think our, I think teams like Man Manchester United will have put up a better year this year. Even though they'll probably finish. In the same place, in my eyes, I think. Seventh place, 
I'm going to be going for Newcastle. I think Newcastle have an amazing team, an amazing coach, and I think with under the new owners, Newcastle are going to do great things. Newcastle, everyone talks about kind of how they hate Newcastle, Manchester City and Chelsea in terms of them having been like absolutely bankrolled by billionaires over the last couple of years and I feel as though kind of I don't have that I feel as though I don't really have that same kind of hatred towards them because I am a Chelsea fan I feel as though you kind of understand that like that's what's happening in your club and I feel as though even though you don't potentially agree with what's happening at your club in terms of the owners and everything surrounding the owners, I think I don't have a hatred towards them. I think Manchester City, I don't hate Man City. I don't think you should hate City or Chelsea or Newcastle for having these owners. It's not it's not something to hate. I get, I get people are jealous because everyone would want what's happened to Newcastle to happen at their club. Like, I would happily take the Saudi Arabian investment fund and I would have it at Chelsea. I would have it... Uh, I would happily have it in a heartbeat. I think Liverpool would have it. I think Tottenham would have it. Arsenal would have it. Sit, uh, well, not City necessarily because they're owned by a state as well. I think every club in the Premier League would be... In terms of how the football improves and how good you get from it, I think every club in the Premier League would take that chance to be funded by a state like that. So I don't think it's anything to be hating on them for. But I feel as though with the additions they've made to the squad, Sven Botman, um, I think he's going to be amazing. I think with the addition to the players they had last season, I think they've also... They've got a good squad. We saw that at the rear end of last season, going kind of from January onwards, with that amazing run where they went from like going to be relegated to 15th or wherever they finished in the league. No, they finished 11th, sorry. Beg your pardon. Um, and I think they'll continue that amazing vein of form. I think they'll probably get, what's realistic, probably about 58 points. And finish seventh. I think. I think they'll do well. I don't think. I don't think they'll be that kind of second season. I think every player and everybody in that club. There was someone talking about it. I heard it on a different person's uh, video, and they were talking about how, kind of, the kind of replaceability because there's so much money in Newcastle right now. Any player who doesn't perform can be replaced. I feel as though that kind of fear factor almost scares them into playing well. I feel as though if Eddie Howe doesn't perform, Eddie Howe's gone. If, say, I don't know, even players that have been performing ages, uh, been performing very well for ages now, and if they don't perform, if they don't perform for this season, or say it comes to January and they're not doing as well as they could do, let's say even someone they've brought in, say Bruno Guimaraes, let's say he's not performing to the best of his abilities. I think he could be out of the door. I think everyone, that kind of replaceability, that fear factor is scaring everyone into performing well and it's working. I think I'm, I'm going to stop myself at 
8th and in 8th place I'm going to be putting Aston Villa. I don't think this will be a season for West Ham. I don't think they'll be anywhere close to what they did before. I think they'll finish 9th. I'm not going to talk too much on them, but I'm going to talk about Aston Villa in 8th. I think they're going to I think they're going to pick up form and I think they're just, they're just going to do well. They're going to have kind of they're going to start off kind of mediocre and they're going to really really pick up form and get to say a points total of like 51 and finish 8th I think that's an improvement on 14th last year up 6 points I think they can do that they've made Philip Coutinho permanent signing they've brought in Diego Carlos I think it's a very good summer for Aston Villa and I think Steven Gerrard there have been questions over his managerial ability in terms of it's it's a testament to how good you are in terms of what the successor can do and obviously the successor at Rangers has taken them to greater heights and in terms of the Europa League final and stuff like that and I feel as though he didn't have the greatest season at Villa but I think Either he kicks this team on and they do really well this season and get 8th place, say, or he gets sacked. It's as, it's as simple as that. I don't think there is any middle ground. I think they either perform this season, it's do or die for Steven Gerrard. I think the media's given him a lot of bandwidth in terms of, like, everyone's given him kind of, oh, you're Steven Gerrard, you can kind of do whatever at Aston Villa. I think this is... If he does well at Aston Villa, I think possibly he does well at Aston Villa and resigns, or he does well at Aston Villa and stays on. I think the only reason he would resign is, say, so that he doesn't potentially ruin it in case he wants to go to Liverpool and be the manager, as is so much talked about. I think Aston Villa probably have one of the strongest squads in the Premier League. I think, but I think Aston Villa have a very, very good squad. I think perhaps they're missing that kind of superstar to take them into the next level. But I feel as though they're very, very comfortably top half for me. I think their eighth place is fair. And I think they'll have a good points total, 51, not bad. And I don't know. I, I think that I think they'll have enough and I think Aston Villa I think Aston Villa if you if you look at it if you put say superstars in there such as if you put say let's put a, a new goalkeeper and let's put let's take Manchester United for example I think they've got a better all-round squad than say Manchester United but I think Manchester United have got those superstars that help to propel them further up in the league so I think Aston Villa if you put David De Gea if you put Cristiano Ronaldo and you put Jadon Sancho into that team, say, because they're probably my three favourite players in that Manchester United starting eleven right now, that's three players. I think Aston Villa probably go to fifth. But, I don't know, they need them kind of standout players. Emi Buendia, he was a standout player at Norwich. He's been mediocre at Aston Villa. You've got Leon Bailey. I rated him so, so highly before when he was performing. I thought he comes into the Premier League, he absolutely hits the ground running. And he goes from, say, Aston Villa to become 
the next, say, £60 million sale to a City, a Liverpool or a Chelsea. I think there was also, there was talk of, say, Philip Coutinho being really good. He was he was good in patches at Aston Villa. Like, on the last day of the year against Manchester City, obviously, obviously he played really well then. But he's been patchy. I know it's been up and down for him at Aston Villa. And I know that kind of that hasn't been helped by the fact that he didn't play much at Barcelona and perhaps that affected his fitness in some ways. But I feel as though, really, Aston Villa need one of those players. They've got so many good quality players. And they need one of them to just step up and bring them to the next level. I don't know who will be that player, but I think someone will step up. I think someone will step up for them, whether it be under Gerard, whether it be under a new manager. I think someone will step up for uh, Aston Villa, and I think they will really kick on this season. And, yeah, that concludes my top eight. Apologies for it being a bit drawn out. I think I've decided to stop it here. Just because of how long it's got, I've been talking for half an hour now, and my voice is really starting to go, as you can hear there. And, yeah, that's my top eight. Thank you for listening. This has been my predictions video at the Chelsea News Podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.